Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Seminole Headlines is brought to you by Register Sausage, serving the Florida Panhandle and Lower Alabama for over 75 years. To find a store near you or to buy directly from Registers, head to registermeats.com. That's registermeats.com. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. It'll be more fun when they start to win some games, guys. Everybody exhale this yeah. hour, and we'll just answer some yeah. questions. When we're not arguing about Dylan F. and Gibbons. Minutia. <laughs> <laughs> this hour brought to you by our friends, Birch Orthodontics. Yay, Heather. Dr. Yay. Birch. Hey, Dr. Birch. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, actually, seems like I say this a lot, but because it's true, got an appointment, I think, next week for, uh, for Clark. It's I miss the appointments. Happen. I don't. I don't miss I mean, the appointments. I, I wish miss- I didn't have them. <laughs> I love Dr. Birch and I, her staff and the excellence of their work. I don't miss the appointments. Can I, mean, I start taking the boys? Yeah, you, please. Swing <laughs> on by because they're always really early. I know you won't. No, I'm so not So there doing you that. go. Ira, swing on by, you know, right where I live. I'll throw the boys outside. Get in there. Go see Dr. Birch. You guys are going to have a powwow. Then I can have my football talk with Dr. Birch in the, uh, in the lobby. It's uh, birchorthodox.com is the website. Uh, if you or your kids or anybody in your family, neighbors, stray kids in the street. If you see a kid walking down the street with bad teeth, Throw them in the car. Bring them to Virtual Orthodontics. She'll give them a free consultation and uh, the best orthodontic work we're not, in the business. We're not advocating if you're driving down a neighborhood street, you <laughs> see a kid with bad teeth, to just kid. throw them in your car. I hey, mean, acknowledge that they have bad teeth. Hey, maybe, kid, yeah. look at your messed maybe, up grill. Get in this car. Yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> ask their parents for permission. Right. Don't just grab them and no, throw them. No. Okay, good. And uh, but anyway, but yeah. Birch will look at whoever you bring in. Yes, yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. she's got a passion for snaggletooth kids. <laughs> and, snaggletooth uh, people in general. Yes, if you, you walk past a, a homeless by I ten, if I don't shove them in the in the car, hey, look, Doctor Birch, <laughs> yeah, this guy's we struggling a little something. bit. We got to go a little help here. But uh, yeah, BirchRoadDocs.com is the website, and uh, they have free consultations, payment plans, best customer service, best uh, dental orthodontic work uh, you can get. You know, speaking of uh, being a, just to tell you the when you're talking about throwing a kid out in the car, uh, I've got a story along those ways. <laughs> great, so when great I was, start. So when I was like 10 years old, this is just the difference in times. When I was like 10 years old, me and my buddy Greg were walking in North Miami, and this these people, a couple came up in a car, just pulled up in their car, and asked us if we wanted a job, and we're like, yeah, we'd like a job. Yeah, I'd like money. So we got in their car with them, and they took us to apartment complexes to put flyers indoors for like the Chinese restaurants. Mm. And they paid us each like five bucks an hour cash, but we literally just got in their car and went oh, to man. these jobs. That's not good. No. Hey, you made money though. 
So let that be a lesson, kids. If somebody invites you into their car, <laughs> yeah. pretty, it's right going it to end up it worked, pretty well, and you're going to be up with more money. It worked out all right for yeah. me. Never see the movie Mystic River, and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. jump right in that car. Well, the other two right. kids were fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you win the roulette <laughs> yeah. game, and it'll be all right. Uh, all right. Chris wants to know, does FSU keep most of their assistance? I think if they stay another year, their stock would only rise and earn more money. What segment are you most disappointed in uh, from their on-field performances? Well, I think those are kind of two different conversations. I, I can be disappointed in a segment and still think that they're decently coached or that the coach himself is a good coach. It's just we didn't, we didn't see it play out this year. Uh, it's a little convoluted. But, uh, I, I, you know, obviously linebacker play for the most part was not where it needs to be at Florida State, although we did see uh, improvement as the course yeah. of the season went on without question. So I don't want to pretend like it didn't get better. Definitely marked improvement from last year for yeah, sure. Yeah, but they got to get better. They got to get deeper and they got to get more talented. Some of that is that the room is not exactly um, – Steeped in talent, yeah. yeah. So you know, I don't want to feel like Deloach can play, which he is something you didn't better. know. Which is something you didn't know last Lundy's year. Lundy's limited in that he's he's a run stopper yes. and he, he's great with with that. But you know, you don't want him in pass coverage. So you got to have a more diverse group in that linebacking room. Uh, that's an area that I've been concerned with, especially if I marry it with some recruiting concerns. Well, but, that, but that's how you evaluate it. It's it's the play hasn't been great, but part of it is because of what they've got to work with. But part of your job as a linebackers coach is to bring in better players. Yeah. So that's got to be. Um, part of the evaluation process. This, I think this is a big class for Chris Marv. Not that they need big numbers at linebacker, but it would be big for him to bring in a, a – and they're involved with a couple of big-time linebackers. You need to get them. And I think we assume they're all staying. He's not going to get ready. He's not going to let go of any of these. I think anybody. they're striving for continuity yeah. uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, in the but one, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Who's the wide receiver hasn't been and, good, but I, I don't know that you're getting rid of a, a, a Florida State guy. And, and uh, I mean, I, we'll see. But in, in how the recruiting goes and what the relationship. But is also, recruiting matters too, and, and relationships that that position coaches have with guys that are in this class. But then I think we all agree that Papuchas is better. Norvell is certainly better at special teams than what we saw this year. But yeah, and Papuchas did a good job with the ends. It's it's just very very frustrating yes. to watch whatever they're doing. They're doing it wrong. On special teams. Right. So, however, they've got to fix that. Yeah. But that's what self scouting's about. And every good coaching staff will go back at the end of a year and say, okay, you know, what do we do well? What did we do poorly? You know, How do we improve this? I know punt returning was the, the biggest issue because you probably lost games because you couldn't catch punts. But the kick returning was a very, that was a, that was a bad, that was a bad oh, yeah. look too. It, they, was, it would have been bad on any other team, but because of punt returning being so bad, yeah. it kind of like, got lost in the shuffle. Good, like they had one return to the forty all season, and they gave up some points. They got to return a lot of kicks, and it it got to the point there at the end of the Florida game where Corbin's one return went to the eleven or something. And by the way, Corbin didn't look like himself at all the last three no, weeks. He didn't. No. he didn't look like he had the burst he had at all. So why is he out there returning kicks? That's a that's yeah. a spot where you need somebody that can hit a hole, and he clearly wasn't himself. But then um, after that, they're just like, look, we're just fair catching every kick, which they probably, in hindsight, probably should have started doing sooner. But they said all along they season. didn't want to do And I like it. that. Yeah. I like that approach. I do like the approach of like, I we're not just going to give up. the mentality of wanting to yeah. return kicks, but if you don't have the personnel or you're not good at it. Well, and then the, the one of the biggest plays of the game was the, the crazy hold yeah. on the kick return that got you starting. To, that drive started at like the 8. And it was, that ended up being a 62-yard drive. So if you do the math and start at the 25, yeah. well, you're at the 13-yard line at that yeah. point. Yeah. You're at least getting points, but it, you started at the that, 8. Yeah, that, that embrace from Jackson West. Yeah, it was a good one. It was, you, <laughs> you like that? It, yeah. was just a, it was an embrace. <laughs> David writes, hey, guys, isn't this the first year since 2016 that FSU even came close to meeting their preseason win prediction? 
I don't know what it was in 2017, but I think the predictions were eight to nine wins in 18, seven, yeah. eight, and 19, five and six last year. Yeah, it's a fair yeah, point. Fair point. Yeah. Yeah, they were right there. There were six and yeah, six. You don't lose yeah. to Jacksonville State. You go six. Yeah, you're six and six. Yeah. There were six and six teams. And we haven't talked about the Florida game. Obviously, it was disappointing, but it's kind of weird that we haven't really talked about it at all. But yeah, by I guess this point the end of the, the week, season. yeah. But, but I also think that it's, it's, this is the first year since. I mean, really, since 2013, I think where you'd say this team got better from year to year. You know, it didn't get better from 13 to 14. Didn't no. get better from 14. You know, like none of those years. Right. The team. Maybe Willie's second year was better I think than the first 18 year. 18 to 19. Yeah, Willie's second year was better. better than his first year. But it also, I think it had a lot to do with bringing Kendall Bryles in. Uh, the offense got a lot better. But this is, you know, from a program standpoint, this was, this was the first, second time, I guess, in the last seven or eight years. Eric, one of our favorites, writes, for those familiar with Occam's Razor, in a situation with multiple possibilities, the simplest explanation tends to be the correct one. Is it possible that the best solution to our punt returning woes is simply to recruit a kid with the last name Reed? <laughs> I only bring That's... this up because it worked pretty well with the last two yeah. who yeah. shared that name. But it has to be keep things simple. It has to be spelled a certain way now. You're R-E-I-D. Not, it can't be Burt Reed. No. no. R-E-I-D. That's too easy. you got to go R-E-I-D. There's got to be a high school kid out there with that last name. Who was the Bills guy, Reed? was Jordan Reed? What was that guy's name? No, what was... Uh... Oh, Andre, Andre Reed. Andre Reed. That was the E-D, stud. too. Yeah. E-D. yeah. Thank you, gentlemen, for keeping it rock-ass solid all season long. Well, thank you, Eric, and thanks for listening to what we do and putting up with our nonsense. And I've always thought the quarterback, the next big quarterback they should get, has to be a W. Also, it should be noted, uh, to Eric's point here, whether it's a read or not, he just named two really good players who were really good at that thing. Just getting better players increases the pool of people to choose from to return puns. <laughs> that so helps. you got to improve the roster so yeah. that you have a better opportunity yeah, maybe guys to stumble that, across a guy maybe who might be named Reed. Guys on kick coverage that run really fast down mm. the field would that be nice. Kick coverage. And guys that block well on kick, kick return, all that stuff uh, is helped by better players. Guys, the offseason's here, and that means it's time to pull out all the stops to improve this roster. Cue the magic money, gym bags, the honey fried chicken, and the golden gummies. Love our team and the way we fought this year, but we need some serious roster improvements if we're going to take the next step. Uh, Alan, that's not a question. That's an observation, but uh, we would agree with you. They're going to have to get better. That is something we said since before the start of the season. I was concerned about the roster, talked about it. Lots of people did. It wasn't just me. Um, You just looked at the team and you thought, they don't look as physical or as big as they need to be, especially in certain position groups where you get really nervous. I do. I want to say this, though. When I watch, let's say, even Auburn, who nearly knocked off Alabama, should have knocked off Alabama, choked it away. Going to need you to stay in bounds there, guy. Just stay in bounds. We'll take Big's biggest thrown out of bounds. What's funny is we were listening to the Alabama radio broadcast on the way home uh, from Gainesville, and they didn't mention it at all as like a huge screw-up. They're like, oh, he's trying to get the first down, he's out of bounds. And the guy, Eli Gold's not great about getting time and score anyway. But I'm like, they don't have a timeout. Like they don't. I don't think Alabama has a timeout. Yeah, that right was now. insane. They get, it, and they didn't mention it at all. Like what a huge break. Apparently on TV it was the exact opposite. Apparently they kept harping on TV. Oh, the oh really? And and people were like, "All right, leave this kid alone," because they were just killing this kid. Oh, did they have the camera right in his face when they scored know. the touchdown. But on radio, they didn't. They didn't, they didn't bring, bring it, it up. They didn't bring it up. I will say this: I was sitting getting to go food, and I watched the entire fourth quarter at this establishment. And I w- and when he ran out of bounds, this stranger next to me, I went. Oh, you dumb son of a! And I was like, "That's it. That's how Alabama wins yeah. this game." That you just—I mean, it. The bar knew it. The whole bar was like, oh, "You just did that." Yeah. I felt so bad for him yeah. because you're never going to live that down. I mean, they actually went through and did the math. I was trying to do it instantly. I was like, "Wait a minute, well, no time." They—they—they they, they gave Alabama, in essence, an extra 48 seconds, which they had to have. Yeah. 
to Yeah, they scored the game-tying touchdown like 20 seconds, right? It was unreal uh, and brutal. Anyhow, the point I was going to make was this. Looking at Auburn, a five-loss team, not a good football team this year, had their moments, but just player for player looking at that average-ass team, they're all a lot bigger and thicker and, and more athletic than Florida State's players. And I was just thinking about, man, it's low-level SEC teams and some other conferences as well where I see players that look demonstrably different than our players. That has got to change. Yeah. I know we're not we – And to explain for people that maybe don't aren't paying attention to the roster management over the course of years, you're not criticizing like the strength staff. No, no, no. This I'm, is – What's happened to Florida State when you change coaches three times? And there's just decimation. You, you're, you're constantly rebuilding your roster, playing younger guys, and have to. And so you haven't built that program the way you need to. It's 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 it yeah. really is. There's an appreciable difference every time I look. I thought there was an appreciable difference when I looked at Florida. Just looking at the Gators up close and personal early in that game, I'm like, man, we don't look like that. Their offensive line in general looks yeah. way bigger yeah. and way stronger, and was a lot better. Even with the great Dylan Gibbons out there for the Knowles. So I just heard that LSU is, oh, this is old. He was saying, looking at uh, Brian Kelly. Yeah, well, did. Yeah, I heard that too. I heard that I too. I heard they actually maybe they, they locked him. it in. <laughs> locked it in. Um, you gents kept it real again this year. This is from Marlon, who came to visit us up at uh, the CP. Oh, that's this right. Year. Yeah. yeah, Marlon. He And he endured coming to the game with all the Miami fans. With all the fans. hurricane That's fans. right. Well, he had a happy ride back. With Probably all a those fun hurricanes. ride back, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's see. Uh, JSU lost highest point meeting Jeff, Corey, Aslan, and Tom at the CP before we spanked the U's ass. Next year, I have to uh, two fingers my eyes, two fingers at uh, Coach Norvell because Corey is right there. There's no reason why FSU shouldn't win nine games in these. Oh, he's oh, telling. I hope I didn't say that. You're going to bring. What? No, I think he's saying you're going you're to inspire. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to give him questions every week that he can just go on seven-minute soliloquies. Change We're probably working out ahead season. of time what I should ask him, what he wants me to ask him. Uh, give me your list that writes, Todd, of minimum players needed from the portal to keep the current momentum going as well as what's needed for seven-plus wins. Well, I mean, ten, right? Ballpark, I guess. Yeah, I man, it's, it's a good round number. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't you know. like round numbers? It's sure, I do. actually yeah. very difficult to figure out a specific number, but yes, around that. I mean, because if we figure three or four linemen on each side, maybe, two or three linemen on each side, right? Certainly on trouble. the defensive yeah. side, at least, uh, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna quickly get to take yeah, three D linemen. You're gonna yeah, yeah, yeah three yeah. O linemen, a receiver. Well, maybe more than one receiver. A linebacker, maybe two linebackers. A Thorpe Award finalist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just saying it's easy to those numbers add up pretty quickly. I mean, it could get to twelve. I mean, I feel like yeah. they had about that many this year, and they uh, they're gonna need they're gonna yeah, need it to re- be, it, it replenish it again. Sure. Yeah, this is a, a, a repeatable qu- – there's three in a row that are all similar questions, so we'll break here, and I'll go to Twitter here in a second. Uh, Seminole Headlines, 93 mm. Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Yeah, I should probably be ready when the voice guys talk. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Well, You've been doing trying, this for a while. I was trying to read questions and make huh. sure I got to people who had something – uh, interesting to ask, or something that we could espouse and you know prattle on about. Can we offer a GA spot to Mackenzie Milton? And is there a way to retain Randy Shannon? I mean, both are possibilities. Uh, you can only have a limited number of GAs on each side of the ball. I think it's two on offense, two on defense. I think. Um, and so, if they have an opening, then maybe. 
Um, but yeah, there's also, and then as far as the analyst position, it's, it's really up to Randy Shannon if he wants to pursue another job. This year, he could come to FSU for cheap because UCF was still paying him as defensive coordinator, but I think he only had one more year on his contract. So he may want to go get a position coaching job or a coordinator job. And if that happens, then he would be leaving. Kevin writes, it was discussed before that a five win team. Unless, unless somehow he got added to this staff. But anyway, I'm sorry. There you go. Uh, it was discussed before that a five-win team could sneak into a bowl, but as soon as the UF game was over, that was a wrap. Was it already determined that mathematically it wasn't going to happen? Thanks. Love listening to you guys. Yeah, they there there were there were more than enough teams for the bowls. Mm-hmm. Um, there's what was it, forty bowls, forty-one bowls, something like yeah. that. So you had to have eighty teams and six wins. Did they read? Did they get eighty? I think they did. Teams? And um, and then even if they didn't, then it becomes like. Based on those five win teams, it goes by your APR and Florida State's APR, thanks to Jimbo, is pretty low. Your annual academic progress rate, and so uh, they would have been one of the last ones. So to because they lost that game at three o'clock, or well, no, that last quarter took an hour and a half, so they lost that game at four thirty. But the, all the six and six teams weren't decided by them. But Norvell, but had there clearly so been many, told, yeah, also been told clearly like it, five and seven's not. You're not getting in at five and seven. Yeah, so and you they, need to win this game. Yeah, and I think when they were looking at, there, apparently there's like. Ten spots left going into that weekend, and they, they they knew there was going to be at least four or five automatically filled, and it was just a matter of who else. So. Lee writes, what, contributor, uh, what contributors, excuse me, I can't speak, do you think are most likely to transfer out of FSU this offseason, and why did you all respond, Travis J? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, like, uh, yeah, I would, we wouldn't be stunned if he left. Uh, I hope they go to him. I hope they've already gone to him and said, buddy, you're switching sides of the ball. We're going to give you another chance to to salvage what could be a very nice career here, but it's not working out on defense. Uh, we we need you to be on the other side of the ball and see if you can be a receiver. It would be a shame if he leaves and there was. I mean, I'm not saying it's anybody's fault, but it would be a shame that they never were able to get what I think is inside of there. I mean, he's an athlete. He's a freakish yeah. athlete. It's a shame that it hasn't worked out. Yeah, if I had to put money on it, I think it's going to be what Corey said. I think they are going to try to get him to switch to the other side of the ball, and then it's up to him whether or not he wants to do it and how that goes. But but switching schools to go play DB, I don't think is going to be the answer for him. I think he needs to switch to offense. Uh, Drew writes, I won't be able to hear your answer due to my work schedule, but what if FSU sent all 11 instead of having an actual returner? I mean, they weren't going to catch it anyhow. They could try to block a few. Yeah. That's yeah, what uh, – always have numbers. <laughs> my dad used to always get so mad at that. Like when when Mickey – I guess Mickey was in charge of special teams during the dynasty. When they was like fourth and two, he wouldn't commit to returning. He'd have his his defense out there. But he would never put anybody back. Right. Um, and even when it became obvious they were going to punt, they would let the ball land and just roll and roll and Your stop. Like, this and then is the, insane. It's like you're letting time run off the clock. They're just standing there. You just have somebody back there to catch it. Um, but, yeah, if you're not going to catch it, back then Florida State, I don't you remember, they had punt returners that could make plays and did good things. A few of them here and there. Uh, so hopefully that uh, that will happen. But, yes, they don't get they don't really get close to Mike the Mike wanted either. to know if Napier has cards for his injured players that he can bring with him to Florida. <laughs> that was the strangest thing. I mean, watching those two guys carry. Uh, uh, a kid who was clearly really injured. Yeah, yeah and, and huge. And, yeah. like, those two guys were struggling. Did Mullen take the carts with them, or did they just not want to do it? They, they, were at, they were locked up for Thanksgiving, the as holiday? As bad as the broadcast was, they at least acknowledged that that was crazy. They really? did point that out. They're like, what is going on <laughs> I'm here? I'm sure our G3 can relate. Like, 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 what like, are I don't we doing here? Why, is the, why are those two poor guys carrying this dude Carrying him off field? like he's in the middle of a combat zone. Like, get a card out. They'll, they'll clearly stop the game for anything. Stop the game and get a card out there. If Brent Venables takes the Oklahoma job, Will we get an hour number two from Corey? Absolutely. You know what? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
Screw that guy. Yeah. He's a little baby Take that doesn't want to be a road, head coach. Buddy. Let's go. I mean, there's a chance that happens, right? The way yeah, that rumored, yeah. the way that Clemson's uh beat guys are tweeting about uh the Venables time and tenure, I think there's at least a little smoke there that that might be what he that might be the job he would go back to Oklahoma or leave Clemson for. Uh, but yeah, I'll do an hour number two for that. Absolutely. And he's probably sitting there going, man, if I got to play defense with DJ at quarterback next year. Yeah, screw we, this. We go over to Oklahoma. Yeah, me, I bet Mickey could have a nice conversation with him. Oh, oh, is DJ not good <laughs> enough for you? Let me tell you about some of the quarterbacks that I had as a DC. BJ writes, is FSU done as a Tier 1 program? They were the only major job opening two years ago and got Norvell. Today just makes it clear that these guys are playing a different game. No, it's a fair is, question. This is, But this is a new... Yeah. A new reality like this never happened. I mean, that when 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 Jimbo went to Texas A&M, the big shock was people don't leave Power Five jobs this level to go on lateral moves. Well, now apparently they do because well, we're just yeah. writing checks yeah. for anything. I said it before uh, that nobody has voluntarily left Oklahoma uh, to go coach another major program since 1946. Well, and I can promise you, nobody's ever left Notre Dame to do that. Never. It, and so it is that we see now people just rolling out, uh, taking jobs. Listen, the money is, is so exorbitant now, and again, it, it is something where we think you're going to have to get a hold of this because the sport now is about these coaches and not about the players in the games. And it, again, we're going into championship weekend, Which and is, we're not talking at all about championship weekend. But what's twisted about it is it's really about those coaches' ability to build a program to get players. Because if you look around college football, when teams lose their quarterback – the coach doesn't look so great anymore. Dabo doesn't look so great anymore. Dan Muller didn't look so great anymore once he lost the tight end, the receiver, and the quarterback. So it, ultimately, it is about getting those players because that was it came up this week when we were saying that Florida has a better roster than Florida State. Oh, yeah, definitely. So even if you were better coached, you have to be much better coached to overcome that. So, but but really, what you're paying Brian Kelly or some of those guys for is to build a program that can recruit. I mean, right. What's Lincoln Riley. Oh uh, yeah, he, Lincoln Riley is going to lock up all those players out in California. Yeah, that's yeah. why they're hiring him. But it's it's twisted because it's really about the players, and you're just paying the guys who go get the players. Well, and that's why the players said, "What about us?" Right. And that's how we got to the place we're at now. Well, that's why they can. Why like, nil free, has one, happened. And it's also one year free agency. You can just you're free agent every year. Well, it's also yeah, and this is again probably not a great thing for college football. I'm not talking about players shouldn't be able to get paid or shouldn't be able to move. They should, but I am saying that. We'd be naive to think that players that are now entering the transfer portal hadn't already been in discussions somehow with somebody right. before this. Sure. So, in essence, you're recruiting other rosters now constantly. You also have to recruit your own roster to stay. It's just a whole new ball game. But I will say, to the answer to the question, I don't know that I don't know how you what tiers you're talking about. If you're talking about financial tiers, yes, they are not a tier one program. I do think we all believe that Florida State, if this is the right guy, if they make the right hire can still be a championship program. Sure. We wouldn't be doing this otherwise. We wouldn't be wasting our time yelling at each other about... At Bowling Green? About, uh, yeah, Tulane? about backup linemen from Notre Dame if we didn't all think deep in, our, deep in the recesses, deep in our plums... In the cockles. In the cockles, deep in our plums, that yeah. Florida State can get back to a championship caliber program because it can. But you got to be more like the Rays now. And you, you're not the Yankees. The Yankees are at other schools. What specific areas, writes Michael, of need do the coaches have to hit home runs on in the portal in recruiting? Uh, defensive line, linebacker, wide receiver. I'll start there. Uh, you know, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd put, DB, I'd, offensive I'd, line there too. Yeah, I'd, I'd put defensive line 
offensive line receivers. I know linebackers are concerned, but I I'd say D line is number one. D line is yeah. number one, because, but that's number yeah. one. Yeah, that's, every time it as you be. build a team, that in offensive line, the trenches are always number yeah. one. Because it is crazy that Adam Fuller's defense seemed to get better and better as he got better players up front. That yeah. changes the whole thing. You don't have to blitz more. Even yeah, if your back end isn't great, it doesn't matter because they have to get rid of the ball quicker. I might argue that is the sole reason Brian Kelly took the LSU job. You can win a national championship because of the level of defensive tackles, specifically, that you can get at LSU. Man, I know, though, but golly, he does have to coach it now against Jimbo, Lane, Saban. Well, like, people have no problems coaching against Jimbo, apparently. <laughs> I mean, he look, lost again this weekend. He everybody. lost to a lame, against duck. To a lame duck coach. Lame duck coach. I'm, not going in, I'm not throwing him in that category. Yeah, of, oh, right. my God, i got to coach hey, against It's still him. a challenge. It's yeah. still a tough game. You know it's going to be a tough game. You might win it there at the end. Yeah, was, yeah, Mississippi State found a way to beat yeah, Jimbo, and so, so did Ole Miss, and so did LSU. I wonder where they are because, again, he's bringing in a great recruiting class. Close against Jimbo and Texas. A&M. I mean, I'm just saying. But four years in, he, my man's eight and four. That's not that. Kevin Sumlin was probably close to eight and four. Four Sumlin years had in. A better, has a better record over these four years than his four years, and has way more wins against ranked teams than Jimbo has. But the thing with Jimbo is he will load up the roster. Oh, and if there's he no gets, doubt about that. that if he gets loaded. a great quarterback, a like first trans, round quarterback, yeah, like transcendent, well, generational. Yeah, he can win a national championship with them. But even if he gets a first roundish quarterback, they'll win. They'll put some points up. They'll win some games that they're not winning right now because the quarterback play isn't good enough that's my thought he he'll, he'll but he also them. he also abandons the running game uh, oh I, I, got, not, yeah absolutely he'll also with anybody that's not a generational talent he'll lose a game out of nowhere no I for no yeah, damn yeah. reason yeah, yeah. with that said quarterback yeah no well, i got like to wake i think he was other than the alabama win i think that he was one in four against the rest of the sec west which is not yeah, great come it's on jimbo come it's on jimbo uh, so anyhow, to answer your question, Michael, we think defensive line, we think offensive line, and then I mean, I really this is an important offseason. We can't overstate it. The they, receiver, you got to find somebody. You got to have to find a linebacker. Now again, this recruiting class is going to be great. It looks like, knock on wood, but not everybody's going to be able to contribute right away because that's what you do think the receivers will though. Um, Possibly, probably. they have a better chance. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, defensive line, I think we all agree is number one. O line, probably number two. <laughs> On a scale of zero to Richard Simmons entering the stage, the GIF I always use, how would you rate this season? Well, it's not. It's not Richard Simmons entering the stage. It's not there. But zero to that? Yeah. That's a, that's a, I don't know. What is Richard? Is Richard Simmons that's a 10? Okay. All I know if we were going zero to five. I mean, I'm going to wait the second half of the season a little head more heavy, and I'm going to give it a six and a half. Um, that's as high as you can go. Yeah. Absolutely. But that's, and that's yeah. only because of, what the second half of the yeah. season was. I mean, if, if, if you're looking at t- totality, I think it's a five. But I'm going to give it a six and a half because I'm going to I'm I'm kind of dismissing a little bit what happened in the first month. I'm going to ignore the Jacksonville. I'm just going to act like the Jacksonville State game didn't happen. Really can't. That's do that. not. I'm, I'm not even acting. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to act like it didn't happen. And if you take the Jacksonville State game out of it, you give it a you give it a six and a half. It's a solid six and a half. Giant if. Yeah. I, hey, I'm taking it. I don't even remember what y'all are talking That's about. That's actually the only real. I mean, obviously we've. Well documented, the special teams woes. Sure, well documented, yeah. but I think the most resounding uh, condemnation of what we saw this year was the Jacksonville State game. Period. Not Everything just fr- the last and, two and, plays. And, yeah, yeah, to yeah, clarify, yeah. not just Adam Fuller, oh, the yeah. defense, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know all of it. Oh, the Plans, way they prepared the, it, the game the way they, plan, yeah, the way they used they the quarterback, it as a scrimmage. Yeah. Uh, it was just a, a buffoonery. <laughs> uh, that was really, really uh, shameful. And and we have not let him off the hook for that. We have brought that up. Yeah. But, but not anymore because we don't talk about it anymore. It's the last time, Because it right? didn't happen, right? It didn't happen. It, it just didn't, didn't even happen. happen. This is a 6-6 six and six team. I don't know what y'all are talking about. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV continues in a moment. How you doing there, podcasters? Good. Good to hear it. Listen, <laughs> if, you're, if you're wondering uh, for, you know, for a good place to eat, 
Watch a game, have a cold beer, enjoy a lot of choices. We suggest Horizons Bar and Grill. Maybe even run into us. You Could might happen. see us. Could you and I especially. Yes. I mean, I'm there once a week, I think. When I'm in town, I'm there. Stephanie and I are there. Great place. Cold beer, hot women, everything you want in a uh, – I probably shouldn't have said that. Or, no, it's or okay. Hot beer and cold women. <laughs> whatever bars. you're into. I, I, like, I like the good-looking ladies, too. That's sure, all right. But, but even if that's uh, not your thing, I'll be there. I'm a good-looking guy. And we would all agree, great food. Legitimately good food. The most important part of this ad is the great food. It's great food. They got TV, sports bar. They got that vibe, but beer, food, everything you could want. And most importantly, again – other than uh, the food, is that there is at least, I'd say, a 35% chance one of us would be there. And you get the mac and cheese bites. And you can get those shrimp tacos, which yeah. are the king. Uh, you get the, you've gotten healthy on me lately. You I get, eat the hummus. You eat the, I hummus. Get the hummus. Who eats really that? Good. He I, does. At Horizons I, I, Bar I know I like hummus. Maybe I go. don't, but Horizons got some great hummus. But you look for them on their website. You can see their happy hour specials. Uh, it's just a great place to hang out. And it's and if you want to like a little upscale dinner, you yeah. can go in there for that as well. It's at Bannerman Crossing at the... Uh, Right off of Thomasville Road and Bannerman, uh, up there on the northeast Tallahassee. Tell them headlines sent you. Well, the important thing is support the people who help support Seminole Headlines. That's Horizons Bar and Grill. And thanks for listening to the podcast. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Seminole Headlines is brought to you by Register Sausage, serving the Florida Panhandle and Lower Alabama for over 75 years. To find a store near you or to buy directly from Registers, head to registermeats.com. That's registermeats.com. Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Well, this is a tough one, and people have asked about it. We actually just discussed it uh, during the previous break, which is without a dominant quarterback emerging, how is Corey Clark's Heisman ballot shaping up as we head into championship weekend? And uh, that's a great question because I don't know. I don't have. I haven't even. I don't know. I don't even know who a finalist is going to be right now. Well, I mean, Jermaine yeah, Johnson yeah. clearly is one. Sure, but I don't know who I go with with the other two. So here. You're all, in all likelihood, your finalists: Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett, and then. No, I'm not voting for a quarterback. Well, so that's fine. We're gonna have to figure. You, you, those are different things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The kid I, from Pitt's not winning. That's wasting. It's throwing away a vote. I agree. It's like voting for Nader. I'm well, not doing that. Kenneth Walker the third. Um, no, nope. no chance at nope. this point. Uh, the Aiden Hutchinson kid, the defensive end from Michigan. I think if he has a him. big game against Iowa, and that's going to be hard because Iowa's offense is electric. <laughs> it's going to be tough. To move those guys out of the way, but if he has a big game, if the linebacker from Alabama has a big game against Georgia, theoretically, if Bryce Young has a big game, because uh, they're going to have to throw it every down because they're out of running backs, maybe. Also, they won't be able to block Georgia. Um, so, it, Jordan Davis, I guess, although I don't think he's the best even defensive lineman on Georgia's have team. It, have any of those people had a Heisman moment, Corey? That's what I'm hoping I see mm-hmm. this weekend. I, I haven't seen a Heisman moment well, yet. So Bryce far, Young, my Heisman pass. moment is Andrew Parchment, fourth and fourteen. <laughs> So that's that's my leader in the clubhouse for Heisman moments. So, so I got to see something better than that. I don't know how you'll vote. I'm not saying you'll do this, but I guess that Heisman voters, if Bryce Young has a good game and Alabama were to upset Georgia, it's a lock. I mean, because I just so you know, voting for Alabama guys. Well, I know it's aggravating, but just so you know, because I just pulled it up, I wanted to find out what, what they were. He's thrown for nearly four thousand yards 
40 touchdowns and four interceptions. Yeah, it's it's Alabama, not like man. he sucked. Four what, touchdowns what, and four interceptions. What did Mac Jones I was do last say, year? What did, what did Tua do the year before say, that? Just what they do. What, what Nobody the, did what Joe Burrow did, which was well, 60 that was touchdowns. Crazy. But he was also, again, he was awesome. I'm not taking anything away from him. Oh, he but was throwing the Alabama guy. He was throwing to incredible away. wide receivers. Like that, that, and he had a great coordinator. I'm just telling you, man. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just – Mac Jones no way, was throwing to the arguably the greatest receiving core of all time. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right, man. Hey, that's what I'm saying. It's like I don't know how to judge this anymore. It's really hard. I, I miss the days where I could vote for the, the Kansas State quarterback. So, oh, that, those, were your, those were your glory days. So when, when, when offenses are humming, and I mean they're complete because you've got players everywhere. You can block it up. You've got a balanced running game. You can throw it. Then you see numbers like this. It is staggering how far Florida State's offense has to go. Yeah. So here you go. C.J. Stroud has, as of right now, 3,862 yards, 38 touchdowns, and five picks. That's what he's done. They're, they're averaging 45 points a game. He's averaging 430 yards a game. It's a little easier to call plays, I think, when you've got bit, that yeah, kind of Oh, offense. yeah. That's why yeah. we thought it was a minor miracle that we were moving the ball at all this year. I just gave you Bryce Young's numbers, which are about the same, slightly Neither better. Neither one of them are leading the country in passing, though. That's the kid from Western Kentucky who has 53 touchdowns in nine interceptions. I bet he had a good day against Willie's uh, Owls. Yeah. It seems like he lit him up. Here, here's an average-ass quarterback in the running for it. Matt Corral at Ole Miss, right? 3,334 yards passing, 20 touchdowns, four picks, 600 yards rushing, and 11 yeah, touchdowns like, on the ground. Two of those guys are SEC guys, and as we all, that's like the Big okay. 12. Here's they're, they're, your they're, ACC they're, guy. Know what I'm saying? Like They don't play defense in the SEC. I'm not <laughs> impressed by any of that. Um, Kenny no. Pickett at Pitt. 4,066 yards, 40 touchdowns, seven picks, 225 yards rushing, and four touchdowns. That's, the, that's the thing, man. Like the uh, when I was picking for the All ACC, how do you even judge? You can't go by numbers. Well, they I was going to say, crazy like picking numbers. the All ACC quarterbacks. I mean, Sam yeah. Howell, Sam Howell ended up being honorable yeah. mention. Yeah. yeah, he was supposed yeah. to be the player of the year. But you got Kenny Pickett, the kid of Virginia, Sam uh, Hartman, Sam Hartman, Hartman and Lake. Yeah. yeah, man, it's there's a good good quarterbacks everywhere. If you're inclined to go for a defensive player like Aiden Hutchinson at Michigan, the defensive end, 51 tackles, 15 of them for a loss, 12 and a half sacks, eight quarterback hurries, and two forced fumbles. Yeah, and it's the just, kid at Alabama, the the Anderson kid, he he's probably he's he might be the best player in the country. So that's. That might be the. Uh, it's always been, but then it's like Georgia has this all-time defense. You want to reward them, but they they spread it out so much. So we'll see, guys. Yeah. Stay tuned. You probably know gonna... this answer. You know how many points Georgia's given up total? Don't answer if you know it. Uh, he he meant he told me this on the he, season. He told me this. Over oh the no, I told oh, you in the second, the second quarter. quarter. You know yeah. how many they've given up in the second quarter this season? Zero. Seven. I was close. and I was there. I was at that game. Is I was close. Yeah, you were. <laughs> the total points given up by Georgia in an era of offense. Yeah, eighty-three mm-hmm. for the year. The next closest defense is Clemson. Yeah. 180. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now, they haven't played a great offense yet. That's coming. This is by far their biggest test, but it's so far through I'm 12 saying, games. I'm saying, man, it's, that is unreal. It's, it's an all time great defense. Yeah. It's, and, and especially they where. Did, they did better against AR 15 than Florida State did. Yeah. Yes, they did. Yeah, he kind of went out of the game. All right. Ask another question, Jeff. Let's go. Any coaching changes you guys predict for the staff? That's from Ashland. Yeah. Not really. Um, I guess I, I, because Papuchas did do well with the defensive ends, and I don't know that Norvell blames Papuchas for what went on in special teams. So because Papuchas has done it well at other places, so. if he made a change there, that nobody would be shocked. If right. he kept him, I wouldn't be shocked because they got to get better, better return. When it guys. comes to assistance, I mean, I guess I'll answer it this way: there are going to be, in all likelihood, no major changes. So no new DC, no new OC, no new offensive line. Which coach. is an interesting topic. Do you, do we think it's only the fringe that hates Dillingham? Because the only reason I bring that up is you talk about those numbers that are that are taking place in college football, right? Right. And then you look at again Jordan Travis, who we think is is 
He's probably, probably the future of Florida State. And is a bright, is a talent. He's got 16 touchdowns and six interceptions. Right. So I mean, like you look at their passing numbers versus those types of teams. I understand the frustration, but do you do you? Is it only the 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 yeah, I don't, crazies I, that are after Dillingham, or you think yeah. it's some well, rational people too? Well, I'm sure there may be a couple of after him. Like what? There. Think he should be fired? I, yeah, I mean, definitely people are oh. out there. Well, saying there are people that hate Dillingham. And usually they'll say things like, where are the adjustments? You can't fall back to something you can't do. They have a very limited set of things they can do because of the lack of personnel. But also, and so yeah. if you can't block it up in pass pro, which they can't be a drop-back passing team because they can't block it up, and Jordan's not there yet. He's getting better, but he's not there yet. as just a drop-back passer. Your receivers suck. You don't have a viable tight end. What are you going to commit to? Well, exactly what they did, which is to run the football Except, and to limit exposure as I, best you can. But I think it's fair to counter and say, you know you can't block that Florida defensive line. So why are you an empty so much? It because was, they chose to spread them out because right. condensed but you they did, knew. But you didn't you even going to run get, the ball with a condensed score. You, 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 Trayshawn Ward had four carries for 30 yards. They four were not carries. going to be able to. I'm saying. I thought that was lacking, the identity, though. But when you're lacking personnel. I think it was against average teams. Yes. When they played the better teams like Clemson. They or couldn't Florida, do they it. Just, they, but I, I, I think I think and or, I'm, or, I'm, or, I'm not down on Dillingham like the sense that he I mean I do think he's the let jury's me, let out. Me, let me say this: when they decide instead of spreading them out right and then just to commit all into the run against the better teams against the stout defensive lines with real linebackers and people that aren't afraid of your receivers, so they'll just play man and walk the safeties up. You can't run. So what ends up happening is the fans go, "Why are we running in the middle of the line?" Well, now you've chosen this path because you know you can't throw it and drop back. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't is my point. You're going to run, you're going to stall, you're going to punt. You're going to shorten the game, you're going to give yourself a chance if your defense keeps you in it. If you spread it out like they did and you don't have success, then people will say, why would you go away from the run? Well, I mean, you, you have to commit to something. Right. And against the better defenses, they had no answers, is my point. Well, they I had guess, no answers. Sure, but my, my counter to that, like Clemson, it didn't matter. It just didn't matter. You didn't have enough players. This Florida defense could be run on by many teams. And you didn't really mm, give yourself a chance. Line, but, don't you think, do you know? but don't you think that Florida was run on in games they didn't really want to be there? Right. I mean, I think they that they, 40, you didn't. But they, my point is you didn't give them a chance to see if they wanted to defend the well, run. You, I mean, uh, again... Corbin had six carries, and Corbin no, was himself. No, I know. I think they ran it early and said, "Man, this is." In the only work. two times they ran it back to back, the whole game, the whole game where they gave it to a running back two times in a row was when Milton was the quarterback. Yeah, like well, well you, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. You had to, wasn't but, work but with Jordan Travis back there, you know, I, I, I thought, I thought that is a fair complaint. Is like Florida got gashed by LSU, they got gashed by Sanford. Well, uh, they hold, got hold get, Missouri kid ran for so, 140 so yards. LSU's offensive line is a little bit better than Florida State's. It offensive. is, right, but then you, but but also, but, but also, hold on. You don't think that Florida got gashed by Samford because there was a, some sort of like physical Strategic thing. No, it was just they didn't want to play. They didn't care to be there. That's the only way you explain that. Sure. Period. But I, you, we're assuming they wanted to play this game. You, That's you, the thing. Yeah, you, I mean, you know what I mean. Like you can't sit there and say that Trayshawn Ward getting four carries in that game. I can game. say when you're down twenty-four to seven, you're not going to run the ball. But you weren't down twenty-four-seven in the fourth but, quarter. But three saying, of the possessions in the second, in the first half, you didn't have Jordan. You Travis. didn't have Jordan right. Travis. You listen when they did try to run early, they got stuffed. It's not so simple as to say this isn't working. Do this other thing. We're not. You can't do that. They don't block for sh- at all against good defenses, against real good defenses, against right. teams that physically can dominate the line. They can't move them. I just. I guess that's that's where I am on it. Is I can't tell you for certain that Kenny Dillingham's a great offensive coordinator. Of course, but 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 
And but I also don't think you can judge him based on what we've seen so far because of what they're working with. Well, and also I would make the counter argument that they got more out of what they had than most people would have. They schemed a ton of one on ones. That's all you can do. If I'm an OC and I scheme a one on one, I've done my job. If you don't make the play, that we got to get better players. Sure. I've got to scheme one on ones. I got to find a way to do that. Well, they scheme one on ones constantly. I think I'm. Be, I think I'm being the voice of the people, maybe the irrational people, but on this show, it always comes down to the co- like. It feels like that coaches are these coaches are doing a great job, and they just need better players. And there's really no blame to go around with. No, what, I, what I said was what no, I said. I'm not what saying I just, you. What, I'm, well, I'm talking about this guy. Well, so, oh, what I, I don't think there's blame to go around. I'm just saying, I don't think that we're saying that they clearly are I'm not saying that they're I'm clearly not at all. geniuses. I'm not convinced of Dylan I'm just saying it's too early to tell. And, and the comparison I would make is, man, I would hear it all the time back in the day with Leonard Hamilton that they don't have good out-of-bounds plays and they don't play well at ends of possession. Well, guess what? When you get better players, those out-of-bounds plays work. And you win 12 straight overtime games and you get the yeah. ball inbounds. Yeah. You, you, well, you that's throw what happens. That's, that's, that's what happens. But people were saying back then, it's like, they he doesn't can't know what coach. he's doing. Yeah. It's like, no, people man, always do that with play calling, players, Corey. That's what I'm getting yeah. mad about is that people always default to play calling criticism. That you could have called something. Different. You should have called. Oh yeah, you called yeah, the, call touchdown the touchdown play. play. Yeah, yeah. That's I got what you there. It sounds like I think that's really- a fair criticism though to go from where they were at the beginning of the season, where they had Jordan Travis throw it a lot against Notre Dame, to kind of figure out who they were in the middle. Yeah, no, with I, the identity. I, I agree. With and then that. these and last two it. games, not running, not really even trying to run, and it's like okay. I'm telling you, the Florida game, we don't know that, Tra- that Trace, uh, Corbin was, di- maybe it's because Corbin wasn't himself and they knew Toa Feely and Ward wasn't a great combo. But I would have ridden that a little more than, uh, what you did in that third quarter. I mean, you just, sacks killed your drives and you know you couldn't pass protect and you put a lot of empty in there and your quarterback sometimes yeah, holds he, on to I, it too long well, in empty. But that's stuff you got to, as a coach, that's, that, at some point it you, does fall on you, a coach. But you can also note, if we can't block them, and they couldn't, those ends for Florida dominated in the run game and in the pass game. It was, was kind of ridiculous was, the you, way they. It wasn't like we're not even doing moves. Yeah, we're well, just running they pushed Robert Scott like he was right. wasn't there. And also, your center got blown up the last three weeks of the season yeah. on run plays, it just p- taken into so, the backfield. Yeah, so you're it, damned if you no, do. But if I, you don't. I guess that's. We, you don't know that Dillingham is a great OC, but you, no, there's no, but I'm, there's no, but, I, but I'm saying the default isn't to say he's a bad yeah, OC. Yeah, you, we have to know. We, we but it's going to come. I mean, at some point, we got to start. Right. We got to start judging on what ha- what we see on the field, and well, not they just have the to camp. get players. Yeah. They, yeah, that's part of their job. Yeah, that's a big part of their. We're job. We're not asking. We're not uh, answering enough questions. Come on, Jeff. Well, let's we're go. We're going to break. He's been yelling at me to take a break fault. for a minute and a half. Oh. Settle down in there, Matthew. Ali, <laughs> Matthew, settle the slave driver. That guy. Goodness gracious! All right, some of the headlines returns in a moment. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. It's not that warm, though. Okay, we're on the air, guys. <laughs> Ryan writes, when Mike Norvell became head coach at FSU, he specifically said special teams was going to be a focus as mm. it was at Memphis. Yes. What happened? Mm. Are they not practicing special teams? It sounds like the whole special team squad has taken some Dos Artes for that ass. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. They, they don't get Dos Artes. Yeah. They're oh, good at they're, punt coverage inside the five and ten. Master Mono does well. That. Great at that. Things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he does a real good job. So let's not lose sight of the things they are good at. And onside kicks, short punts, onside On, kicks. Look, man, that was something. That was. It seemed fitting. It, I thought it was perfect. I mean, yeah, I didn't see your tweet till like yesterday, but it was a good tweet. You can't miss the ball completely. I mean, I guess he didn't completely right it. Yeah. it nicked allegedly. It. I've never seen anything like it. I, I mean, credit to the I Gators nev- for getting that to covering that up. I've never, I've never seen anything like that. That's uh, and I don't know who seventy four is. He's a walk on. He didn't have a jersey on. The guy that they were pretending was going to kick. But at that point, you got to let him pick it up and go run in for a touchdown. <laughs> That's the only way you're gonna you have a chance. 
But he's like, I guess I got to cover this because this Florida guy's coming after it. He should have picked it up and thrown it at him. <laughs> <laughs> he could have broke out the lateral play. Yeah. He should have tried to let the guy dive on it and knock it out of his hands. Michael writes, gents, thank you for another great season. It sure is nice to be watching the coaching carousel and not having to participate in it. Yeah. Any truth to the John Papuchas to Notre Dame rumor I just started? <laughs> <laughs> oh, John, you got to come back next year, man, and do you got like to pick John, him up? I do too. I like, I like talking him. to him. And yeah. He's, and I doubt very seriously that he doesn't know what he's doing. He seems to me that he does, and he's yeah. had a proven track record. But for whatever reason, and we think, again, this is going to make you mad, Corey, I, I think if you get better players, they're probably better at punt returning. Well, one, one, little okay. thing, one little thing I would suggest, and not that Mike Norvell needs to hear my suggestions or anybody yeah, in the staff does. Listen up, Mike. But, you know, like the mental conditioning guy, when, when Trevor Moad, who recently passed away, when Jimbo brought him in as a mental conditioning expert, and I, and I, at first we were, I was like, it's a sports psychologist. Right. And Trevor's like, no, I'm not a sports psychologist. What I am is a mental conditioning. What we believe in is the power of positive thoughts. Mm. And it's all about conditioning your mind to know what works, what's, when you've been successful. And if, so he would give like EJ yeah. or Clint Trigger or whoever, like cut ups of all their best plays. And it's all positive, positive, positive. I was a little concerned this year when my man, uh, Ja'Kai Douglas, mm. when he talked about running down that sideline against Miami and he was thinking to himself, don't drop it, don't drop it, don't drop it. Yeah, we get That's get, exactly the that. opposite yeah. of what you want. You want to be thinking, catch, catch, catch. Touchdown. This is a touchdown. I because, can't believe they covered me one-on-one. This be, is this is yeah. six. Because bad, correct, go- bad golfers like me, if I think don't hit it in the water, I'm hitting it right into the water. You think the positive thought, and then the fact that all those guys got so kind of domed up in the punt return game – that's one thing I think they need to look at. I'm not saying you need to hire a mental conditioning expert. Why don't maybe you just they, go in and speak to him? Maybe them? they do things along those ways, but I think that's something he needs to watch out for. I think they probably do. I think most modern programs do have an element of that in what they well, do. Well, fire the I, punt return middle middle coach guy. <laughs> yeah, and it ain't working. <laughs> yeah. To your point, yeah, like Nick Faldo and others have said over the years that when a pro steps to the tee, yes, they see the water on the left side. At no point do they say, don't hit it in the water. They say, land it wherever right, it is right, you're yeah. trying to land it. And that goes all the way back. Jimmy Johnson talked about this when he was the Hurricanes later on, the Cowboys. Uh, he said he never told a running back in his life, don't fumble. Right. Hold yeah. on to the ball. Yeah. Hold on to Hold the, on ball. the ball. He never said don't fumble. Yeah. So, yeah, things like that. So, I don't know what is said. I don't know what they're doing there. Perpetually but drop punts. Uh, those, are two, th- those are two data points that make me think that they maybe could get better at the positive – then again, at some point, you might just be like, well, for Christ's sake. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to pile on Papuchas, but I thought it was a, it's just bad coaching when you tell Grothaus, whatever you do, don't miss the ball when you try to kick this onside kick. It has just to go forward. Don't You miss have it. to propel it forward at least 10 yards. That's the whole goal. Uh, Steve writes, gentlemen, and all the great sponsors. Speaking of which, Horizons Bar and Grill is ho, sponsored. Ho, ho, Stop! Ho don't Horizons. do it! You're ruining it! You're ruining it! Bar and Grill. They're going to decide. <laughs> what? Only Ira and I this, are going to be able to This theme is taking over it's the not. city. It's not. It's terrible. Right. Sorry, Jeff. Jeez. Anyhow, it's, uh, it's as good as gay sausage. I, I need to go to Horizons Bar and Grill right now. Yeah, this is a cold spirited beer. This show. This has been a spirited, exhausting <laughs> argument with this guy. Let's go unwind a little bit. Every play that fails or every player yeah. that doesn't work out or should work out. And they've got good happy hour specials. So you they definitely do. need to check them out. Great food. Delicious Great food. food. Good yeah. beer. Good I'm not people. even kidding. Great yeah. food. I yeah, love yeah. their food. Absolutely. I've diversified the menu lately. I get you more than the, the fish shrimp. Ta- I, uh, the shrimp. I always get the shrimp tacos, shrimp tacos, but I've moved on. All right. I get that 38 chicken. And oh, some the other. 38 oh, chicken is ridiculous. Yeah, it is really good. It's back. In, it's in the Chicken Wars game, it's and it's going to win. It should win the Chicken Wars. And obviously tell them that Seminole Headlines sent you. At which point it's free. It's free, and they actually pay you $10. You make money by eating it. It's 110% Let's all race there now and make some money. Yes. It's like giving blood back in the college days or plasma. I wish I did that. Me too. Uh, how surprised were you with Michigan's effort this post? Oh, sorry. Uh, 
that's funny. He ends it with, especially since they didn't have Jabril Peppers. That's well yeah. done. That's well done. Yeah, that was uh, a great win for them. Final one. Hey, guys, Warchant, can Warchant spring for some personal security for Corey Clark? He spends half of the postgame wrap-up worried about what's going on behind him. <laughs> That's nice. It's uh, there's, I mean, there's always that was crazy. There's just, uh, I don't even uh, just. There's dudes like pushing carts. Yeah, I'm summarize. Yeah, they. So we know yes. they have carts. Yeah, they've got yeah. carts. They just yeah, they just don't use them, them for their the players. players. Logan uh, writes what pretty much everybody at some point wrote, including more imaginative ways. But this is directed to the point, a good way to call it a day because he's about to play music. Uh, for the love of God, can Travis Hunter return punts? <laughs> Do we know can Travis Hunter return? Even if like, he can't, he's going back there and he's returning. That's them. right. You're going to return some punts. Yeah, there. I know you're going to play 40 plays on offense. Seven defense. losses to choose from, but what we've done here is summarize the season as a failed punt return. If he yeah. can't, Dylan Gibbons is your man. <laughs> Dylan Gibbons will go get a ball. Don't, don't you go, doubt yeah. Dylan Gibbons? No, I know don't he can return punts. It. I know you want to. I don't think he's a good lineman, you're, but I think he's great. He gives you depth in the punt return game. He definitely gives you depth in the punt return. Dylan here making plays for Corey Clark and Alex Thank you, Matthew. Thank all of you. We'll talk to you next time on Seminole Headlines. Be well.